The X-Men became about, it was actually about adults versus children. Because I felt that the whole thrust of the X-Men was actually about the generational thing, that people dislike their children because new ways of looking at things and adults kind of don't like that because it's threatening to them. So I saw the X-Men as being about that and basically that's where we took it in that direction. Basically about the war between adults and youth. I don't know don't look at me. I'm looking at you. You got yourself into that. <laughs> I'm looking at you for validation, Stan. That's <laughs> all I want. <laughs> in the year 2000, X-Men took the box office by storm, igniting Hollywood's love affair with superhero movies and introducing these concepts to people who had never before read a comic book. But over at Marvel, the X-Men comics had been mired in stagnation and so steeped in continuity for about a decade. So much so that it became too intimidating for any new readers. Then in 2001, Grant Morrison took the reins of the X-Men and began a run that dramatically altered the status quo. The spandex costumes, recycled villains, and continuity references were replaced by black leather, unique threats for a new millennium, and super consistency. The experiment co proved controversial, and fans to this day are sharply divided over whether they loved or hated it, and many of the echoes of Morrison's work continue to reverberate even in the present titles. Now, 20 years later, three X-Fans take a look back at this seminal run, going issue by issue and reminiscing over how these issues hit at the time and how they read all these years later. Don't miss E for Evolution, examining Grant Morrison's X-Men, available at eforevolution.transistor.fm, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.